Dan Olson Bang, and you are listening to Syracuse University GradCast. Today, we're joined by Chalissa Shorten. She is the Mendenhall Postdoctoral Fellow at the U.S. Geological Survey, otherwise known as USGS. And I'm really excited to have uh, her here to tell us a little bit about the work that she does. And so thank you very much for, for being with us. Hi. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so this is our uh, another of our episodes in the Careers In series when we talk to uh, alumni like yourself and get a sense of how you've made your way in the world and what advice you might have for other people pursuing their PhD. And so I thought that your position was especially interesting because I know that there are a, a good number of people out there who are interested in jobs at USGS and people who, in addition, are interested in, in postdocs in general. So I, I think it's a great opportunity to get your, your feedback and sense of that. Maybe we can start off with your experience at Syracuse and how that prepared you for your current role at USGS. Uh, you mean besides all the snow in Syracuse, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, um, I thought Syracuse was great. I uh, started my PhD in uh, 2013, and I graduated with it in 2018. Um, I had an excellent mentor, and I was really comfortable in my department. I was in the Department of Earth Sciences, which I believe has been since changed the title um, I can't quite remember what it's called now. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know either. But during my time at Syracuse, I really learned how to be self-sufficient, manage my own time, and keep myself accountable for what I was doing. Because when you're doing graduate level research, you gotta you got to take responsibility for what you're doing and how you're doing it too. So I really learned how to listen to myself and plan ahead. So... That was really great. And I also learned how to, this sounds funny, but think for myself. Try to figure out that problem first or figure out what is the right question to ask when you go for help, when I when you turn to your committee. Um, and then also I was supported as a TA and I think that gave me such a good experience on how to communicate scientific principles uh, with non-scientists, like just how to talk about anything on either a basic level all the way up through what I did for my PhD research, how to communicate. And I think that was really helpful. I find it fascinating the number of people who go into a PhD, maybe thinking about the TA ship as part of a kind of compulsory aspect of what they do, but not necessarily very crucial or core to it. And then the number of people on the other side of the PhD, including myself, who find it to be absolutely pivotal in, in the whole process and in shaping um, their lives. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that you get in and you're like, oh gosh, I have to teach, yuck. And then you realize <laughs> it's kind of fun and it's a great way to learn how to talk to just about anyone and be completely comfortable. And a big part of uh, any graduate level research is you have to be able to talk about your research. You have to be your own self-promoter. So what better way to learn how to deal with everything than, you know, tired uh, undergraduate students? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. 
Tell us a bit about the work that you're doing now. So as you said, I'm part of the Mendenhall Research Fellowship Program, um, and it is a two-year postdoctorate position. Uh, and they also say it's an opportunity to expand your research experiences and credentials. So it's a really great way to get into the USGS, see what it's like to be a government employee, and um, and kind of build and expand your research from there. Um, so my research is focused on integrating data science and machine learning algorithms into our quantitative assessments of undiscovered uh, oil and gas resources in the United States. Um, and these are commonly referred to as US energy assessments. And so uh, my background is in geology and I have some experience with data science and statistics. So it's kind of the marriage of those two interests of mine taking me into this new research direction. That's fascinating. And you're, you're in Denver, so that's given you even a new kind of uh, setting as well. Um, probably yeah. one that is a little bit nicer in many cases than what you uh, got in, in Syracuse. We toughened you up, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like uh, Syracuse winters are so much more brutal than out here. I mean, they're not lying when they say 360 days of sunshine. Sounds exhausting to me now. <laughs> How did you decide that this was the path you wanted to take, and, and where do you see yourself going after this postdoc? That's a good question. So right after I graduated, I took an adjunct faculty position at a small liberal arts college. And so my responsibilities there was uh, teaching introductory oceanography. Um, and I really enjoyed teaching, but... I wanted an opportunity to continue my research and expand on my areas of expertise. Um, so I was talking to acquaintances and colleagues about what other opportunities are out there. And then that's how I heard about this Mendenhall Fellowship. And um, so every fall in late September, they post a list of research proposals for Mendenhall Fellows. And so I looked through that listing of proposals and I found one that I really like and it's the one I'm currently doing. Um, and I, what I did is I reached out to the supervisor that was proposing this research and we talked, we got along great and I knew from talking to her that she was going to give me really good guidance um, while allowing me the room to explore and lead this project as I saw fit. So. It's, it's such a luxury as a research scientist to get to focus solely on my research and creating a product that can be used um, in our U.S. energy assessments, which are actually uh, help our nation advance the understanding of energy resources. So I knew this was the right path for me because not only did I feel good when I talked to my potential future advisor, who is now my current supervisor. Um, I also felt good about what I was doing. Like I felt like I'm giving something, like my research is contributing to something good. When I, when I think about your, your path, you know, going from the university setting to, uh, to working at a smaller university and then to the government, what do you think is 
what characterizes, I guess, I don't know a better way to ask this question, but what characterizes uh, work in the government? How can you sort of explain that and prepare somebody who hasn't done a job like that to consider working in a U.S. governmental setting like yours? Yeah, so it is different than being in academia, and it is different than being in an industry, obviously. But it's almost, to me, I kind of think it's the best of both worlds, because you get this opportunity to um, meet and discuss your research with a bunch of like-minded individuals. You get a lot of freedom to do your research as, as you see fit. I mean, within the confines of the project, but you're not as constrained to um, producing a sellable product as you are in, in industry, or at least that's mm. from my basic knowledge. Um, so I think it's it, there is an adjustment to it. Like we do work on, you do have to seek approval for certain steps, and um, always keeping in mind budgeting and uh, that kind of stuff. But um, it's to me, it's the best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've uh, transitioned and, and finished your degree and everything like, like that, looking back, what advice do you have for grad students? Uh, keep working. It's worth it. You will get it done. <laughs> you just got to keep working. Meaning the and PhD also, or the dissertation. Yeah. Right. Keep writing. Always be writing. <laughs> yeah. um, but I guess a good piece of advice is you're not always, you're, you won't be pigeonholed into just one area of expertise. If you want, throughout the rest of your career, you can continue to expand. So mm. there's so many opportunities out there. Contact everyone. Uh, I found this program through a friend of a friend. It's just like, if you are constantly reaching out and telling people what you want, you will find it. And you will also just send an email to someone and say, hey, I really like your research. or I really like your career path. Could we talk more? Just anything that you want, you can get. You just got to find the right people to point you in the right direction. I often find that people don't, get good enough at just being casual about telling people that they're on the job market or that they're right. thinking about options for themselves. And sometimes it really does come down to that because you don't, it's not necessarily the person in front of you who can help you. It's the person who knows them. But until you say something to them that indicates that you are looking, they may not know how to help you, but you can't, yeah. you don't need to say to everybody that you meet, Hey, do you have any jobs for me? It's just a matter of, of, you know, putting it out there that this is a situation you're in. You're, you're going to graduate and you're looking at your next steps that increases your chances of, um, finding people who can help you. Right. Yeah. They emerge from the woodwork. I, I agree. It's not that you're like, Hey, do you have a job for me? Do you have a job for me? It's like, Hey, I'm interested in doing this. What do you think of that? Do you have any resources or anyone else I could talk to about that? Or what's it like to be in government? What's it like to be in X, Y, and Z? Where, wherever you are, just like talk to people and see what, what they think of 
their jobs, you know, too. Did you ever talk to somebody along the way and, and sort of get surprised by what they told you about, you know, what they, what they were doing or what advice they had for you? Um, hmm. I don't know if I was ever surprised by it. I think I was more maybe, let's say, pleasantly surprised by how willing people were to give me advice or to mm -hmm. give me that insight, even if I had met them five years ago. So when I was close to finishing my PhD, I reached out to a bunch of old people I met at conferences and I had their business cards and I said, hey, we met like three years ago at this conference. Now I'm finishing my PhD and I'm looking to go into uh, academia or industry or government, do you have any recommendations for me? And I was really surprised uh, at how much response I got from that. And that's funny because it often seems so uncomfortable and awkward to do that. And I oh, find- Oh, it's incredibly uncomfortable. It's very painful, <laughs> very painful. But I find that people respond in really non-awkward ways. And sometimes nobody, you don't get a response from somebody, but that's really not very much of a nightmare scenario. And nobody ever tells you, you know, like, what kind of a person are you to ask me this question? That never happens. You, you just, you, you hear back or you don't hear back. And usually people are really gracious and, and very patient with you. Oh, yeah. And it's flattering, too, to be asked for your opinion, to be asked for, I don't know, your insight is really flattering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get to do it for a living. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has really been terrific. I think that, you know, what you're saying about how you got there and, and what advice you have for students is, is great. I hope that people um, give it a listen. So thanks so much, Chili. Yeah, so I guess uh... – Look at opportunities, find government agencies that you're interested in and see if they have any postdoc or any intern programs and pursue them and pursue them early. Start looking before you're graduating is yeah, one of my big absolutely. pieces of advice. That's terrific. And for those of you listening, uh, feel free to subscribe to our podcast and feel free to make an appointment. This is... Um, the kind of work that is best done individually with you in your particularities and your interests. So we're always very happy to make appointments with you. So again, uh, Chili, thank you so much for, for being with us. And I hope everyone has a great day.